The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know and join us in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast. You, you just wanted to talk about eugenics. I just wanted something fun. That's not fun, Colton. That's cool, but he's not the inventor of white people. No, Jacob <laughs> is not the inventor of white people. He's just a jacked 77-year-old man. This story's wild, guys. <laughs> Dude looks like Liver King. He came, he saw. All right, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Second Rate Saints podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Caleb, and to my left is... I'm Joel, and to my left is... I'm Colton, and to my left is... I am Joshua, and to my left is... Background to me, Caleb. You may have noticed we have new audio equipment, so this is very exciting. Um, However, we still stayed in the same order, even though we're in a different setup, so I like that. Uh, Joel pointed that out, but Joel, what are we doing on the internet? We're creatures of habit. And I think that a habit you should incorporate into your everyday life is looking at the secondratesaints.com <laughs> uh, material we've been putting out. Um, we're, we're getting to the point now where we have a lot of reoccurring listeners that are, you know, um, nice enough to make us a part of their week. And we hope that you're one of them. And um, first of all, you know, I appreciate your support. Like we've been starting this for a while now. We've been, you know, uploading consistently and and you know we've seen some good feedback from it's, it so it's so thank cool. you to our fans yeah some if great we have any <laughs> great comments and talks that we've had with individuals it's been really nice yeah a good fan interaction and, and and things like that fan doesn't sound like the right word but we'll figure something out it feels weird it feels a little weird i don't know if it's true um yeah but we are on our socials we're on instagram we're on youtube um and we're trying to post more often be more interactive and again we love hearing comments and emails um you can email us at secondratesaints at gmail.com um and you can find everything we're doing at secondratesaints.com yeah thanks for that um for our what have you read this week we're gonna have josh coming to us with what book josh what do you got there what have i read yeah yeah um so I read this short book about it's 120 pages uh, called Rediscover Church. Okay. Um, Why the Body of Christ is Essential by Colin Hansen and Jonathan Lehman. Uh, Colin Hansen is the vice president of content and editor of chief of the Gospel Coalition. Oh, really? Okay. He's a pretty big guy. Um, and he wrote this book um, as a response of the lack of members going to physical church due to the COVID-19 epidemic. Okay. So we, as a safety mechanism, which was a good idea, turned the church onto an online service so that people could attend from home. It was the, the fact that we had the technology was great, and he acknowledges that. Um, but now that the pandemic's over, yeah, not all those people went back to church, or many members will say, well, I can just catch it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right. I won't I won't go to the gay. I won't go today because, you know, I'm just I'm going to take the day easy. Yeah. I'm going to rest up. Right? I got to take my Sabbath, man. Yeah. yeah. Which is ironic <laughs> saying that. Um, and so he his tagline is a Christian without a church is a Christian in trouble. Mm. Um, because when somebody becomes a Christian and they receive the Holy Spirit, they are the church. Yeah. And the whole point of being a Christian is two of the rules 
love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, mm-hmm. with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So there's a communal aspect to the mission of Christ, the kingdom of God, the church, the body of believers, the fellowship. I have a question. Yes. If someone publishes a book saying, here's why you should go to church. Yep. There's only two scenarios in which people buy those books, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. One, they're interested because they already go to church and they're a good, solid, strong Mm -hmm. Christian. That's awesome. The other is someone buys the book trying and then gives it to someone who isn't going to church is like, hey, read this. Um, yes. How does that book come off? Like, what is it targeted at? Um, he doesn't tell the reader to go to church. <laughs> Explicitly? Yes. But impl- implicitly? No. Really? What he's What he's saying is he's making the argument for why church is what a believer does. So he's not saying that this is a book for those who don't go to church and need to go to church, and here's why. Right. He's saying, hey, church, we need to make it more of a priority for to make it known to people that it that the church okay. is not just an add-on to the Christian faith. It is the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a book, it's not reaching out to those people. Okay. It's reaching out to the church to make it more of a... Uh, message that we present not just hey this is where you will find a sermon um and he goes through a bunch of things like uh he describes what is a church um who belongs to the church and the answer to that is everybody that has ever been baptized Mm -hmm. saved um do you really need to gather yes um why are you where do you learn about god where do you learn about where do you get taught the gospel a podcast the disciples oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer oh i was so confident you got a bit of a second rate answer there <laughs> oh oh um they're good supplements but the place where you go to be with the fellowship and to learn from god in the way that he has designed is the church right that was the bible which is taught mm. at yeah, the church. church there you go that um, was the eucharist <laughs> um is joining necessary? He does the whole, like, do you need to actually be a part of a church to do the church thing that is required in as he's talking about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, church membership as a thing today is not a thing, not the same as it was back in the day. So being a part of the church, being a part of the fellowship, being a part of the, the service, being a part of the chain of discipleship, that's what matters. Okay. So. That's if cool. that means you become a member, then yeah, you should. Um, now, yeah. can I ask another question? Yes. Because I like asking you these questions. Because I ask, I try to ask it every episode. How bad's the cover? I love the cover. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like Where's Waldo? <laughs> no, it looks like those, you know those little kids mats with the cars? Oh, dude, those were awesome. Exactly. That's what it reminded me of. No, it doesn't. It, it reminds, does. Reminds it me. Totally mm, does. Mm. Now, it's it's a, your painting. review for this book is actually on the book reviews yes. on the website. Um, you gave it a three out of five stars. Why? Three out of five or three and a half out of five? I have it right here. Right. That's why a big difference. Well, why don't we just there do it a, a big ten, then if we're doing halves? <laughs> I think it was... Because you know? I can only put five stars underneath... Really? On the yeah. website. That's a weird limitation. Well, no, it's not really a limit. Like, I could do... You have to pay extra. No, I could do more, but you know how... You know how, like, cramped that would look? Anyway, it's three out of five. That's what you gave it. <laughs> okay. Only we use yes. halos. Um, I believe a lot of that was the cover. No. Um, 
<laughs> no, we are judging it, books by their covers here. I do one hundred percent. It judges whether I buy them and put them on my cover. My cover. What? My bookshelf. Um, I like that you you have cupboards just full of books. <laughs> so it's it's good. It's it's surface, um, but it was a really good reminder. What it really was was a book that reminded me that I needed to go to church, or that the the function of church was like I could have heard one sermon okay. on that. So it was like it does it really require it being a book? Everything said in here is great. It's okay. awesome. Um, and I love the cover, and it's great. And I would hand this out. This is the kind of thing I would hand out to a youth who's asking, "Why is church a big deal? Why do I have to go to church all the time?" Yeah, yeah. it would be like, "Hey, here's a here's a decent, here's the only book that's coming to my mind describing to you why you should go to church." Um, yeah, cool. I have a and question. Yes, <clears throat> this book sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. Like you said, it is more of a, it's fairly simple. Yes. Um. Easy to digest, something that you would say give a youth. Yeah. Uh, if someone has been, say, uh, not pushed out, but demoralized by church, whether it's because of the COVID stuff or if it's things that's happening in their church, is this something that would help them or is it kind of like, oh, they would just pass along on it? And that would be more of an apologetic work that you would give them. Like, do you mean specifically like somebody who has been burned out because? Say Awful stuff has happened at the yes, church. Say their church split because someone hmm. uh, like pastor caught an adultery or something like that and took half the church with them. And now this person's like, oh, man, yeah. I hate church. Church sucks. over there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be <laughs> yeah. that would be one of the cases where you would need to talk with that person in a pastoral sense. Right. On like helping them recover like their mm -hmm. their identity as a Christian in the church. Mm -hmm. Not like. Because they, they probably know all this. Okay, so it is it's, very much just the... They're just dealing with the the issue that is at hand, which is uh, how do I get over the fact that I lost my home? Like, mm -hmm. if that's if it's, a, if it's a church that split and now they're going, I don't know if I can go to church, it's probably because they had deep relationships there. Mm -hmm. They had a lot invested in that church. Yep. And because it's split and people divided... And just it demoralized. It... Yeah. yeah, it's like when your family gets into an argument, like that's deep. That certain members of the family don't talk to each other anymore. Sure. I I don't know if it if this analogy holds, or it might be even harder than it should be. But when the body of Christ fails, it makes you doubt the head. Yes. Okay. Sure. Mm. Sure. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So so this, if it's not meant for hurt, this book is more meant for apathy. Is that right? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, those are the two reasons. Apathy. That's a good distinction in, in my mind. Joel, that is a very astute observation. Well, thank you. And I like that. Mm. Yep. If you're feeling apathetic and you don't want to go to church, you're in good book. company. I mean, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> read this book. So, or don't. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. If I'm getting you right, the missing one and a half stars on your review are simply because of how surface level it is. Because it's. It's not a – what it was was it was a good reminder. Okay. Um, and I don't think a good reminder is worth five stars. Interesting. Is it – okay, interesting. So when we use words like simple and basic when we are talking about books that we're reviewing, what, do you, what would you consider the difference between simple and basic? 
Because when, when you said simple, I thought you were going to say basic. Yeah. What I mean by simple is the argument is um, the church forms out mm-hmm. of Jesus sending his disciples to go make more disciples. Yeah. And so he says, hey, go be in the church because that's what the church did. Like, that's what the people of God did. Okay. So it's it's very it's a very simple laid out argument. Hey, this is what the disciples did. This is what everybody's done since then. This is the mission. Um, this is the Great Commission. This is the Kingdom of God. And so it was, it was really simple. What is the church? Okay, if that's the church, well, where do you go to learn the Bible? Well, you go to learn the Bible from a pastor at a church, from a sermon or a Bible study or a group. And so it was, it was very simple, like answers. It wasn't these deep mm. theological ruminations of okay. faith it's meant for lay people La- sure yeah last question um if if the book is saying like this is where you go to learn does it say why like say a podcast or <laughs> uh looking online or just or simple commentaries aren't enough uh to learn um he gets into um faith Learning about God is not head knowledge. Learning about God is, a, as an act of faith, is an incorporated corporate act where the body is steeped in the word, like it's given the word, but it, it necessitates outward action with the rest of the body. By going Apple- to church, it itself is somewhat of an act of faith? Yeah, it requires, it's part of learning the word is response in worship, response in praise, listening as the body, praying as the body, worshiping as the body. And this personal study, like from a podcast or listening to a sermon online is good, but it's not what we're called to. It's it's not the best. It's not the mission. Um, Those are good supplements. So like you wouldn't live on a multivitamin. Right, but it everything in there is good for you. Yeah, you would eat food and have the multivitamin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, corporate worship is super important as well. Like we <laughs> overlook that a lot of the time. Yeah. Right? Like, um, I really liked talking about this book. This book's great, mm-hmm. but there, the be- <laughs> this whole faith started off in the beginning of the Bible with a few characters called Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we've done Abraham and Isaac Jesus. in our podcast series. And Joseph. And Joseph. Also and, Joseph. Um, and we are covering Jacob today. Mm-hmm. And who is covering Jacob today? I'm covering Jacob today. Oh, hi, Colton. <laughs> hey, Colton, didn't see you there. Well, aren't we all covering Jacob today? I was just going to stay silent the whole time. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. Oh, you did a great job of that. <laughs> you asked some questions. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Today we're covering the third of the patriarchs in our patriarch series. Uh, we covered Abraham a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. covered Isaac two weeks ago, and now we're talking about Esau. Well, yes, we will be talking about Esau, oh, okay. but specifically why he's not supposed to be the firstborn, even though he is. Oh, yes. Jacob, the usurper, took, oh. uh, took his birthright and now is the patriarch that of which Israel is descended from. He is also technically the last patriarch because from him the 12 tribes come. Um, so he is the last of the originators. 
we throw Joseph in next week, we'll be talking about him because he is kind of a really important figure in all of this, despite technically not being one of the patriarchs themselves. And also, where else would we put Joseph? We might never get a chance to talk about him if we don't put him in patriarchs. When we talk about coats, that's when we're going to do it. Oh, when we do our jacket episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love referring to the... To the robe of many colors as mm-hmm. a jacket. <laughs> well, it's kind of more of a pullover, actually. Um, it's a poncho. What if, what if we get to heaven and we look at it? It's just like a plaid flannel. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those like Mexican blankets. Josh will see four colors. Yeah, <laughs> a poncho. Like yeah, like, like the you know like um the good, the bad, and the ugly. Clint Eastwood's yeah, character a, wears like, a poncho, a poncho yeah. over top of him. Yeah. And it's got like the, the striped, you, you know, like Mexican blankets. Every, every gas station or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're not quite there yet. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about the ponchos later on. That's going to be a focus. Time yeah. Tra- time it's important. Time ponchos. <laughs> Big plot point. But uh, I think that we should first, before we talk about Jacob and like what his place in the uh, canon means and his legacy and stuff that we should just talk about what happens in his life. A brief synopsis or an outline. Um, cool. Which would start with the birth, his birth. No, oh, but not just his birth. <laughs> Cause Jacob wasn't born as just himself. I know what you're saying. That's the worst way I could have worded that, but are you uh, saying he has a twin? He <laughs> has a twin. He came, he saw, <laughs> guys anyway um, joel thank you for that it's very funny um jacob is born uh after esau who is the firstborn and would be the one to inherit uh the legacy of abraham the legacy of isaac however he that, sweeps that's the all true however before they're born yeah god tells yes their mother that he's yes. like hey the younger's gonna, the yep. older's gonna serve the younger. Younger's gonna get the blessing, essentially. Yeah, one like, shall be stronger than the other. One yeah. will, the younger will shall, or the older shall serve the younger. Yeah, and so it's God's plan, but yeah, we God, went a little yeah. bit into that last uh, two episodes ago, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But that same kind of idea is also put with Judah, mm-hmm. um, with his son Jacob's son. We're not there yet, but that same blessing kind of is placed on Judah as well. Yeah, but. Esau is born as a incredibly hairy baby. It's described that he's basically wearing a sweater uh, when he's born, uh, hmm. which is interesting. I don't know exactly what that means. Like if he's born with, what's the, like there's a certain medical condition where you're born with hair all over your body and you mm-hmm. can't stop. Like an ape. Like Let's an ape. look it up. Yeah. It's the dog but boy disease, isn't it? Just it is the dog boy disease. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, he could he could have also just been a massive lumberjack of a man. Um, as a baby, as a baby, you know, his his voice was real when he grew coming up, coming right out of the womb. <laughs> Are there really hairy kids? Is that just something you can? Uh, not really. I don't think so. I've never yeah. seen. Yeah, minor hair, but it's uh. Es- so Esau specifically being born with hair is kind of an interesting. The disease point. is called hypotrichosis. Hypotrichosis. Hypertrichosis. Hyper. Okay, yeah. the opposite. Yes. Um. And it's kind of interesting. A blind assertion to put that on him, but still. yeah, no, I don't. There's no indication. Like, I, we couldn't make the assumption that that's what. No, that is. no, no I no. am making the yeah. assumption. I'm just wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's just an interesting point. Uh, there might be thematic elements tied in with that, but it could also just be 
he literally was just super hairy. But as he's being born, uh, there's another hand holding his heel. Now, Rebecca was told that he w- she was going to have twins by mm-hmm. God, um, the angel of God. And uh, so as she, uh, Esau is coming out, the heel, one grabbing his heel uh, is another boy, a very skinny and uh, s- small boy. Uh, I don't think it specifically says that he's like scrawny and wimpy no but more fact, so later on just... it proves that he's actually super strong super strong yeah which is interesting because you know his mama's boy then all of a sudden he's just yeah. moving rocks <laughs> off wells i'm sorry i'm getting hit <laughs> very cool yeah um but jacob jacob's, jacob's the ladder so he said he is the ladder that is true <laughs> <There we go. clears throat> um because because esau was born bright red he is called esau which basically means the red one if i remember mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's, that's kind of cool and e, uh, let's look it up this guy was born an irish setter <laughs> but uh jacob means uh the one who grasps or the usurper mm-hmm. the, the deceiver jacob the deceiver is usually what esau means harry does it yep oh I think there is a description of him being red somewhere. It is. It's at his birth, which is why I thought it was. I mean, most babies why. come out red, though. So yeah, it also yeah. ties in with the uh, something. The next story, but Jacob being born after him, grabbing onto his heel, is kind of a symbolic idea that he's going to be pulling after his brother. He's, he's going to try to take from him. Name Edom means red. It does. That's um, which yeah. is also kind of it's described, kind of given to him when uh, Jacob takes his birthright, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. Jacob is born afterwards, which means that he is the younger. He is not supposed to inherit uh, all of Isaac's stuff. Isaac, at this point, is kind of an interesting character, but it should also be known that Abraham would be 160 at this time. Uh, 15 years left. He still has 15 years left. Uh, it's not said... Isaac, uh, or not Isaac, uh, Jacob and Esau are not said to have any interaction with Abraham whatsoever. But the fact that he's born in his camp, that he's born uh, as his grandson, he probably had some interaction with him. Yeah. Uh, although, Just not to what extent? To the story. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't seem appears yeah. as though the, the narrator cares. It, yeah. It does it's not, not necessary to either one's story. No. But moving on uh, from his birth. Their kids, uh, Esau becomes an amazing hunter. Uh, he's going out hunting. There's a bit of a tie with the hunting idea of Esau being kind of not reckless, but doesn't really care too much about um, his his birthright, even in the idea that he's a hunter. Yeah, well, their whole family is shepherds. Yes, um, they already mm-hmm. have everything they have. They don't need yeah. to hunt. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he goes out to hunt might allude to the fact that he just, he doesn't take his legacy seriously or his, uh, predecessors as seriously. He doesn't take his predecessors. He doesn't take his, like, let's say familial cultural thing, which then, which then kind of, at least this is my thought, is it foreshadows him just taking, he takes a Canaanite wife and two, uh, it starts with an H. Um, he has, he has three wives, two Hittite wives and then Mm -hmm. one Canaanite wife after, uh, Jacob runs away. 
Um, yeah. So he just doesn't care about necessarily his family's culture and his. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard the comparison between Jacob and um, Esau that Jacob is supposed to represent civility, and Esau yep. is the ster- like is the archetypical wild child I've, that is raised by the wilderness kind of thing I've in a similar that. way to Cain and Abel. So oh. are they playing with these themes of hmm. like um, those who oh, grow to harvest two, and those who kill to feed? Right. The two brothers is probably. Like interesting, just based on the fact that there's two brothers, yeah. and the older is the bad one, so to speak. Yeah, but how far can that analogy be read upon? Yeah, like are these bookends of Genesis, mm. right? Because they happen almost in the same proximity to the end of and the beginning of the book, right? So, um, time wise, at least. Yeah, I don't know if it's enough to say our favorite word, a chiasm, but oh, there well, could no, be no, some. No, 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 no. At the very best, it would be typology, but I don't yeah, even yeah. see that to be honest. With I you. don't know, but I, I have knee-jerk uh, rejection problems. So. From all of the research <laughs> yeah. I did, I didn't see any connections between the two. But um, there might it might be there. I actually Bible Project know. guy mentions yep. that. Really, Tim yes. Mackey. Yes, interesting. Yeah. Um, regardless, Esau is kind of this wild child, like mm-hmm. Joel said. But uh, Jacob is kind of the mama's boy, like Caleb said, and he tends to the flocks. He goes in the, the way of his father and kind of like is more passive. Uh, yeah, it it's interesting because it uh, obviously, and we, we covered this a bit with Isaac, mm-hmm. is it appears as though Isaac doesn't really care about the message God gave to his wife. Yep. He wants to pass, pass on his blessing to Esau, which would be the cultural tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would appear as though Esau, Isaac, and well, I can't, Re- Rebecca, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm just getting my... Yeah. Right, because Rachel is Jacob's wife. Right, cool. Um, it appears as though all of them knew that. Yes. Yeah. That that was what Isaac was going to try to do, and like that was against what God had told uh, Rebecca. It's in, it's when you put that knowledge in the backdrop, it kind yep. of explains some of the weird motives, the blessing in secret, the, the, the weird yeah. wordplay between the, fa- the, the brothers when it's like, Oh, father's going to give you the blessing. Oh, well, if you want this bowl of soup, I g- exactly. give me your blessing. And they're like, Oh, whatever. He's going to give it to me anyway. Sure. I guess I'll give you my blessing. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Know. Esau, Esau um, comes home from hunting. He's starving. He's exhausted. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to die. Hey, you've got some nice soup right there. Some red pottage is what they call it. And it apparently is really tasty. Hmm. Esau dem- like basically demands from uh, Jacob that he give it to him. Like, please, would you rather me die? Uh, Jacob says, if you give me your birthright, as in you give me whatever you would inherit from Isaac, and all of that comes with the being the firstborn. Uh, if you give me that... I'll give you this simple soup. It's all just over dramatic. <laughs> it's a little bit. And like you said, Esau kind of goes, yeah, sure, whatever. Doesn't really think about it too much and kind of just agrees and takes the soup. Uh, that's that story. Kind of just is there. But there's a reason why it's there. Um, when it goes into the next one, with which is Isaac is dying. He's going to pass on his legacy to Esau because he's the firstborn. And he's kind of resisting God. Yeah, and he does Somewhat. it. He wants to do it secretly. Yes, where it's just the two of them in his own in his house by himself in the dark. So he knows as though this is not how yeah. this is not as God Which, wants it. Yeah, because normally this would be done in the bright of the day mm-hmm. in front of the entire household. We talked a little bit servants. about this. Yeah, in specifically Isaac. the servants. Normally, yeah. Um, 
that's more cultural, not biblical, but yeah, yeah. Um, and so Rebecca learns of this. He's like, he's going to give it to Esau. Now's the time. We're going to we're going to make. I'm going to teach you how to cook, and you're going to give him his favorite food, and then you're going to go to him and receive the blessing instead. Um, dressed basically pretending to be Esau. Uh, Jacob goes, that would never work. He's super hairy and big. I can't pass off as that. So he tapes some goat hair to himself and walks and uh, makes the soup and then goes in um, or makes the meal. I don't know. It, also, it is. it's lamb. Is it lamb? It's not game, which is mm -hmm. funny. It's not hmm. like like whatever Esau would have gotten. Right. And so, and it mentions that Isaac loves the meat that Esau captured. Like, yep. Uh, hunts and then brings back, but he can't even tell the difference between the lamb prepared in the soup and, and the, game. The, the 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 deer the hair on or yeah. the the uh, fur on uh, yeah. on, his on arms. Jacob. And so he's just like, oh, he's just he can't see, he can't taste, he can't feel. Uh, he's not doing well. No, yeah, he's not really yeah. a major player, is he? No. In the story, <laughs> just kind of there. Yeah, but the thing is that this f might I. It is a bit deceptive. Again, Jacob, the deceiver. Um, yeah. This is not the first time he deceives people uh, and won't be the last. It's not the first. It won't be the last. Um, he sort of deceives him when he takes his birthright. Uh, yeah. What's inter What I found out interesting about that was looking, using the IVP Bible background commentary, was mm -hmm. um, they mentioned that because he's staying out at the tents, Yep. the, the idea of him staying out at the tents is probably referring to the fact that as the one who stayed near the camp and did the shepherding business, mm -hmm. he's supervising the shepherds and yep. the shepherds and the tents go out abroad away from the home tent. Um, okay. And so he's out supervising the shepherding business, doing what the family's supposed to be doing, not out hunting like that. And because he's in charge, it's up to him whether Esau is allowed to like come into the shepherding area. Ah. And so he allows hmm. him in, which means the other shepherds were witness to the deal. Okay. Oh, I. Um, Interesting. Cool thought. I don't know if I'm binding. Well, if if that is the case, it actually lends more credence to the reason why it would be included in the story. Because the idea isn't really as much that Jacob kind of steals the birthright um, from uh, by dressing up as him. More that this is a roundabout way of getting what he already has. Mm -hmm. Through some light deception, because Rebecca Maybe. Rebecca is the one who kind of takes it all in herself. She even says, "Like I'm the one who's going to take full responsibility if he finds out." Yeah, that yeah kind of but stuff. the blessing is his from when God, yep, said, yeah, when they when they were in the womb. So I don't think it's, but, I don't think it's his because of the 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 soup that they traded for no the i think that Everybody. just makes it legally like his like you have god's promise saying that that's what he's going to get but now that esau has given it up by all right it's all jacobs Maybe. now he just has to I, claim it i i guess i yeah okay okay sure uh but every character acts as if in that moment jacob is stealing it or yes. else rebecca wouldn't have him dress up esau wouldn't be angry years after mm -hmm. when he came back mm -hmm. Right, he he would still he still thought the birthright was his. That initial action is what makes him angry, not that he was sold it to him. Yes, right, because after after this all happens, he has to flee. Yeah, so it, I think it's I think the actual theft of the blessing happens at that moment, and I don't think it's justified by any of the things that come before it. 
You think so? And I think that the main point of the stew is not to show that Jacob is a better deceiver, but rather that Esau was never going to be responsible with what he was given to begin with. That's true. Yeah. I th- my thought has been more on it's revealing the family tension because they are not following God's plan, which was told mm. to his mother, Rebecca. But in that same story, it says, Jacob I love, but Esau I hated. Mm-hmm. Talking no. about God's relationship with them. Yep. Meaning that the point of the story doesn't even... It, it, it can't be that Jacob is stealing. It has to be something to shame Esau. Doesn't that make more sense to you? Or maybe I'm just... there. Um, I did a little bit of reading on the whole uh, he he hated. Because mm-hmm. it's also used in, I think, Hosea. I want to say Hosea. Hosea mm-hmm. and Romans. And yep. how... It, yeah, and Romans. Um, and the idea might be the idea might be that um because jesus also uses the same things when he says those who hate their parents to follow me kind of thing yeah it's less so this idea that you're actually supposed like that he hated him and more so that he's he's subject to the other that he loves him more than the other um well i mean and so this would go more into when romans talks about it into election mm-hmm. more so into uh condemnation and salvation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Although election is tied with condemnation and salvation, of course. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, regardless, whether or not he did steal in the eyes of this, it doesn't seem that God condemns it. Uh, God does not God. condemn uh, Jacob for this no. ever. No. Nor does anybody, nor does it really come back to bite him except for in when he's returning from uh, Paddan Aram. Yeah. But even then, it's pacified because his prayer to God, but we'll get there. Um, Essentially, he steals it. Uh, Isaac gives him the blessing. Uh, Everyone learns that he does, and Esau is furious. Uh, Mm -hmm. Isaac dies. No, Isaac doesn't die. He doesn't die for a while. Yeah, that's because Uh, Esau said once Isaac dies, then he'll kill Jacob. Yep. Um, Rebecca finds out. Rebecca's like, get out of here. Jacob, uh, Jacob, you got to run. Yep. I think Um, even Isaac says to go to (laughs) Paddan Aram to his uncle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Isaac sends him there. Yep. Um, Go to your, uh, which is Paddan Aram would be around Syria. Yeah, but that's where um, Terah. No. Yes. Yeah, that is where Terah and... That's where Rebecca came from. Mm-hmm. That's where, yeah. So this would have been his, Abraham's family's origin, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense that he would flee to there because people who he already, um, he already has connections with. It's a land that's familiar to their family and which he has a name already, kind of. But it's also one that is not the land that he's supposed to be in. It's not the yeah. promised land. Yeah. Um, but at this point, the narrative doesn't seem as concerned with that. And the the whole the birthright idea is tied with that he will inherit Abraham's uh, promises, the covenant that it was given to Abraham. But that won't happen for a while. Yeah. Well, and there's also that a similar image elsewhere in the Bible, continuously, which is going eastward when problems are bad, and then coming westward when things get better. Yes. Mm. Um. I, uh, Jacob. Terrified that he's going to die, runs to Paddan Aram. I'm just going to call it Aram or <laughs> Syria because that's where it is, uh, roughly. He is 77 years old. I'm pretty sure by the time he runs. Which is just buck wild because I don't picture him as 70 years old yeah. at this point in his life. Oh my goodness. Especially with what happens later, uh, with yeah. how, like Caleb said, how strong he is and stuff. But yeah. 
Um, just we're not going to jump right now into literary criticism and all that, right? No, we're just going to keep. No, going no, no, no. We'll, we'll we'll save that. But while he's on the way, he rests at the side of a well that he digs. His father, his aunt, his grandfather. Didn't Abraham? Did Abraham dig the well? Well, it's also okay. Oh, so shoot. I there's actually um, what's the scholar's name? John. John Golding Gay. Yeah, John Golding Gay. He, in his commentary on Genesis, um, the site where that becomes uh, Bethel, yeah. or Beth-Ale, mm-hmm. um, probably has connections with Abraham. He does. He goes in through like a bunch of different evidence of like different references in Abraham's story and tries to triangulate stuff. He, I don't know. He has like two whole pages on it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. In the end, he's like, "Yeah, the narrator doesn't seem to care to illuminate it, so maybe it's nothing." <laughs> you're right. I'm, uh, you're right. Is this the same Bethel that yes. Abraham set up? Maybe, probably. Probably. Um, and that's why it sh- says when Abra- when Jacob wakes up from his dream, which we're gonna get to like into just shortly mm-hmm. um he goes god's presence is here and i didn't know <laughs> holy moly yep. you know this is the first dream that occurs within abraham's family line mm-hmm. because even when he says he's put to sleep it's not specifically mentioned as a dream yeah when abraham has that whole covenant thing but yep. probably not the first but not the first dream in the bible nope nope because, because uh doesn't uh the pharaoh yeah abimelech, abimelech. Right? abimelech yep. uh pharaoh or is it is it abimelech in Isn't Egypt, he sleeps and then, uh, or no, or it's the Lord appears gets to him. talked to by God. Okay, in yeah. the okay, right? Yeah, I forgot how f- the Pharaoh finds out. God comes or, to him. I think in a, I thought it was in a dream and says, "You're with this man's wife," kind mm-hmm. of thing. But well, I could be. We wrong. have Bibles. We do have Bibles. <laughs> but continue the conversation. What does he dream about? Well, this is commonly known as Jake the Jacob's ladder story. Mm-hmm. Ladder's a little deceiving mm-hmm. here. You know, the deceiver. It's gonna be a little deceiving. But <laughs> that's okay. a dumb joke. But uh Jacob basically he lays he gets a stone, he lays down uh at this a certain place as it says. Um he dreams that he saw a stairway resting on the earth with the top reaching the heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give to, give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. The descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. In your study of this, yes, did you come across the Hebrew word, ladder there mm-hmm. or ramp mm-hmm. or flighted stairs or, stairs, yep. or many leveled staircase we're gonna talk about it again absolutely you can't it, the it's like with its top in the heavens yeah and angels descending and ascending yeah. ziggurat it's yeah it's ziggurat. a ziggurat it's a ziggurat from from my research i didn't look as super into it because i knew that you guys would be wa- loving to talk about it <laughs> it doesn't seem to be probably an allusion to a ziggurat you don't more the so. idea of one um can you can like you describe the, the difference for me, please? It's not, it's not something that's built up to God, um, as like a mountain or a high place, but more this idea that God, the angels coming up and down, as if this is a place that God has chosen to come down and go and go up. Um, to it, there is no man's not involved at all in this. Yes, you're right. Um, but the intention of a ziggurat to 
climb up to the meeting place where God would be. Yeah. And to be able to come down from the heavens, that God may be coming down from the heavens. That idea is certainly here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, what's interesting, um, again, what I found was that the word used for ladder, the Akkadian mm-hmm. equivalent word, which mm-hmm. is very similar. Which would be etymology. used where ziggurats are actually. Yeah. And it uh, it is the word for that structural staircase on a ziggurat. Right. Um, and the way they described the function of the ziggurat was actually they would find a meeting place between heaven and earth and they would create the stairway for the god to come down yep mm. um which matches the 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 event mm-hmm. because in the uh the akkadian use would was they had the temples of the gods at the base of the ziggurat mm-hmm. so that the, the gods could descend down the staircase the messengers yes could descend down the staircase the, the angels of the gods yeah, yeah to go to the patron deity's home mm. house um house of the lord yep. yeah beth the oh. house of god yeah <laughs> bethel means um, house of god yeah and what's what's really interesting is how that gets into when the israelite nation splits into israel and judah and then they set up their temple in mm-hmm. um bethel um and then they're like well this is the place yep. this is god's house and then the whole idea of God's like, no, I decide where I, I come down. Jerusalem. We, we also find out that God does kind of actually do a lot of stuff here. Cause one, this is where Abraham appeared or God appeared to Abraham and changed his mm-hmm. name and changed his name to yes. Abraham from Abram. L- likely. Yeah. Right. Um, the, where the well was dug. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where Jacob's ladder story or Jacob's ziggurat, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Uh, happens later on. This is also where, when Jacob comes back to Canaan, where God wrestles with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to it, but it's the same place. Uh, hmm. it's very interesting that, and then later on, Bethel becomes the place where one of the high, one of the high places in which one of the golden calves is put up by Jeroboam. Um, Bethel yeah. and Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah. and is it Amos that prophesies against it? Is it right? Sounds right. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Um, they are eventually torn. Deal. Yeah. But then the argument is that that might not be the same place and that house of God becomes generic. Right. I yeah. have heard it argued that it's generic when Jacob does it. Yeah. I don't know. I've about never that. heard that. Especially mm. because there's the I am the Lord your God, God of Abraham and Isaac yeah. in his dream. But then it's weird then that he doesn't call the house uh, house of Yahweh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Later on, uh, assuming that they know God's covenantal name, assumption. But carry on. Later on, when he does return to Bethel, um, he renames it. Uh, Jacob does to El Bethel, which is the God of Bethel or the God of the House of God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The House of God, God. That, it, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, which we'll get into, but. Any more thoughts on this story, the the ladder? The covenant is reinstated I, here. I have one more connection with the ziggurat from the Tower I would of Babel. love to hear um, God says, hey, your descendants are going to be like the dust of the earth, and they will go north, south, east, and west, and be spread across the face mm-hmm. of the earth, just like the people in the Tower of Babel story. Yeah, like they didn't yep. do, and then were made to do. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just <laughs> big tower where God uh, well, can come down to earth and go up. At least according to their concepts of God, mm-hmm. um, with a temp with a 
quote unquote portal to heaven if I can use right. those that, that uh, terminology. The heavenly temple. And people are dispersed from monkey sees yeah. pattern. Is there yeah. also a connection with creation, with the heavenly temple? I don't think so. No? Not that I've seen. Okay. Interesting. Well, it not with a staircase, but as a meeting place between heaven and earth. Sure. Eden would function similarly. Sure. But like that would be it. Like that would be as far as I would Hold go. Hold on, if you make that connection and then you go something with election. Uh-oh. I feel like there's something there, but I'm too dumb to have a thought in it's real time about it. It's dangerous to draw theological conclusions from this part of the story, but yeah, <laughs> go for it. Well, I mean, we're. I think what's interesting about this pat, this area, is we're at the beginning. We're in the book where all theological like strings start forming. Yeah, and so I think like we start to see, like, like we start to see all the things connect, but we can't say it is the thing that comes later. It's building up the framework for what comes later Mm. like the the idea of i think the tabernacle comes from a bunch of these stories where you get uh the places where god meets with his people travels with them blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah we'll do a whole we should we'll do a whole series on meeting places of god at some point. absolutely yeah because i'd love to see the connection between the ziggurats sinai mount of olives just like everything yeah it'd be so (laughs) fascinating Um, biblical oh, theology high of place. high places. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he, really the, cool. Bibli- biblical theology of good high places. Good or oh, bad. There's a few. There's a few different <laughs> high places. That is true. But um, oh, and then the Valley of Dry Bones is the antithesis. Not antithesis. Yeah. The yeah. opposite. Yeah. I mean, it's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. The the oh, Valley of the Shadow of Death. You could do all of those things, yeah, even yeah. though Valleys God's with me in the Valley of Shadow of Death. Anyway, we're the anyway. darkest valley. Oh. Uh, sorry, Colton. Carry on. <laughs> Subscribe to Second Rate Saints if you'd like to read that book. <laughs> That's not written. We will write it. <laughs> we will write it one day. Um, Stay tuned. This quote unquote high place, this meeting place of God, his house, Jacob awakes after seeing this wonderful revelation of God before him um, and goes, I had no idea God was even here. What the heck? Uh, and then he takes the stone that he was lying his head on, sets it up as a pillar, uh, anoints it with oil. And then renames it to Beth- to Bethel. Um, he is obedient in this case, um, similar to how Abraham was obedient. Um, and this is shown by him tithing, much like how Abraham tithed. He gives a tenth of all of his things, not out of any obligation because God never tells him to do it, but out of this idea of this is what I do because God has appeared to me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this out of obedience to him. And the connection there is to... Uh, Abraham with Melchizedek. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Still bothers me that you said Melchizedek. It's Melchizedek, man. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. Melchizedek. What do you want from me? Three out of four saints agree. It's Melchizedek. (laughs) It's okay. It's not a democracy. (laughs) Carry on, Colton. This was never a democracy. (laughs) Um, This is the first... This is not the first instance. This is a big instance of... Jacob claiming the title of uh, firstborn now that he has, quote-unquote, stolen it from Esau. Would you say that this interaction with between God and him, for him, mm-hmm. let's say, for, for Jacob, is him, is God confirming to him that he is the one who carries Abraham and Isaac's blessing? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and their inheritance, as explicitly stated by God. Yes. yes. It is also very heavily tied with this idea of you are fleeing the land of which I was... Um, you're fleeing, quote unquote, the land that was given to you, my mm-hmm. land, the one that was given to your fathers. I will be with you no matter where you go, mm-hmm. and I, you will return. That's very heavily tied with this. Yeah. Um, Which is an interesting note to point out for those for those that followed us in the Jonah episode where mm-hmm. there was a lot of like, like the land was where God was. Mm. And right there, he's already alluding to the fact that he's like, this is the land that I promised you, but I'm with you wherever. Yes. Yeah. I'm not limited by this. This next part is important for themes. Um, actually, the whole book is kind of, or is this whole part is important for themes, but um, I'm going to, some of them, J- Jacob's part is really long uh, and full of a lot of interesting things, but obviously we don't have time to go through literally every small thing. So I'm going to kind of, jump over uh him meeting rachel okay um so he jacob arrives to uh aram and he sends out a uh a servant to see if he can find him a wife um from his father's house or from her father's house um i don't think so no am i thinking of the wrong thing i'm thinking uh, i think he arrives there's a well he sees some of his kinsman and he's like hey brothers what's up and they're like hey um not all the sheep are here we're not closing up shop and the well's still covered and then rachel comes down with a bunch of sheep and he's like oh that's cool moves the stone off the well right and then then everybody's like wow he's strong <laughs> yes. this, has been, this has been very 70, dumbed down. Seventy-seven-year-old man. Is, yeah. You're right. I'm thinking Dave lives the, a well. <laughs> pretty sure it's Isaac's story where yeah. he sends out the. Uh, I'm mixing all the patriarchs together in my head. Um, some fun research I did on that point was the 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 note that Rebecca comes mm-hmm. to them is uh, women would never shepherd in the family. Rachel un- comes to them. Yes. Sorry. Uh, women would never shepherd unless there was no sons. Okay. So I didn't see that in my research. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, so that necessitates why the relationship immediately goes to marriage talk. Right. Because yeah. Laban found a man <laughs> who, yeah. as we are aware, probably managed shepherding. Yes. Um, and Laban's kind of a bit of a bit of a trickster, a deceiver, much like Jacob is. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of back and forth between them in the next few chapters. Um, Laban is his uncle, the one that he was sent to go meet. Uh, Jacob, while meeting, uh, on the way to meet him, meets his daughter, like we said, Rachel, uh, who he immediately falls in love with because she is beautiful. Um, however, Laban has two daughters, Rachel, who's the younger, and Leah, who is the older. And Leah, or Leah, whichever one you want to say, um, is said to have weak eyes. Sad eyes. Sad eyes. Either one. It's, I think it says, um, it depends on the translation. Delicate eyes. Yes. Now, when I immediately read this, uh, especially the, up until like I did research, I always assumed that weak eyes meant that like, oh, she needs glasses kind of thing. <laughs> um, which haven't been invented yet. Which haven't been invented yet. So I always picture her with glasses. But it seems... <laughs> no, I know. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Fair. Um, weak eyes... In this way, delicate eyes, sad eyes. Mm-hmm. Now I start thinking of puppy dog eyes, that kind of idea. 
yeah. seemed to be a very highly prized um, trait in a woman back during this time. Um, a um, sign of beauty. There is some historical backing for that. There, yeah. There's there's historical backing for both. Which but is eyes what? were like the pristine. Yes. Like, though, that was the sign of beauty. Yes. Some of those areas. Um, one of the signals. However, Jacob does not love her. He loves mm-hmm. Rachel because um, yep. she has the figure that is beautiful, which is what he's yes. looking for. Um, this dude can deadlift well, you know? He's gotta, he can, yeah. I mean, he is about... Yeah, never mind. He's, <laughs> he's just okay. a jacked 77-year-old man. He's running from this his family. Have you seen the... This story's wild, guys. Oh, yeah. It's that great. dude looks like Liver King. Just... <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, you know that you know the videos of when uh, J.K. Simmons was playing... Um, the the captain in the Batman movie with uh the detective. He was playing it in the Batman versus Superman. Was and he? there was like videos uh there was pictures of him at the gym just jacked with his like <laughs> long beard. It's like that's that's Jacob. So if there was a an adaption of the Bible. Jacob is playing played by J.K. Simmons. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's good casting. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Laban then? Liver King, probably. <laughs> Anyways, I don't, I don't know who this go. Liver King Let's is, but I don't want to know. But um, Jacob stays with uh, Laban. Laban's like, man, this guy's pretty great. Yeah, we're going to introduce you in, and you're going to marry uh, my daughter. However, you got to work for me first. If you work for me seven years, I'll give you Rachel. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, pretty cool, pretty good deal. Yeah, he he's like, yeah, no, that's that's fine with me. I was gonna stay here anyways. Um, well, I think isn't it isn't it Jacob is the one who comes up with the with the transaction? I think it's Jacob's the one because he's like, hey, you're you're good. You're my kinsman. You shouldn't work for me for free. And then, what do, what do you want in return? And then, Lab- and then Jacob says, well, uh, your uh, yes. Rachel looks pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm wifeless. Now, to be fair, you say that as if it's a transaction. But it is one of the only romantic kisses ever, like Recorded described in the Bible. Psalm, yeah. Song of Psalms, which yeah, is like the whole thing then, is that. It's like, is it kissing or is it like you know, um, the, the analogy kissing or kissing level two? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what I was gonna say. But yeah, um, home run. Well, of. what's interesting yeah. about this is about him picking Rachel mm-hmm. is along. We've just come off the story of him and his brother. Yep. Right. Of the firstborn is the the firstborn male is the one that gets the blessing and the inheritance from the father. Mm-hmm. Um. In uh with women. Yep. We'll get yeah. to it. First, he does work this. Yeah, Caleb was yeah. right. He does say, um, he's like, should you work for me for nothing? No, no, no. I'll if you give me Rachel, I will work for you for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um. So he does. Uh, then Laban gets a little mm. sneaky, um, and uh, in the dead of night, he gives his daughter to uh, to consummate their marriage because he's like, yeah, yeah, you can have my daughter. Here you it's go. Prob- mm. Jacob's probably blacked out, drunk, and probably. there was a ceremonial veil. Ceremonial veil. It's in yeah. the middle of the night, so they can't see. Um, this, yeah, they consummate. They consummate. Wedding thing goes on for a week. Well, before, well, yeah, he, he finds wakes out up that it's in the morning, and he's like. This isn't Rachel. Think, this I is Leah. One of my favorite things is the narration kind of shifts in the Bible because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, um, 
Laban gave. Oh no, it's he switches out for Le, for Leah. This is chapter twenty nine, um, verse twenty five. It's like he switches them out in the evening. There was he took Leah. his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into bed with her. Blah blah blah. And behold, in the morning, it was Leah. What and it goes the heck? on back to the normal narrative. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the narration just kind of switched. And behold. Surprise. Hanani. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jacob is pretty upset for yep. obvious reasons because this wasn't the deal. Um, but uh, Laban replies with uh, this idea of customs. Um, Josh, what were you going to say about the customs? Oh, um, just like there is a um, the firstborn male custom in that culture there's also a firstborn fee uh daughter custom which is the firstborn the oldest daughter gets married first so i didn't do a lot of research into this yeah. um is that actually true or is this yeah. just something that laban says no it is legitimately true because what it does is the the fathers the family was mm -hmm. in charge of taking care of the daughters if they did not have a husband right and so if the older siblings were less attractive or less mm -hmm. capable or physically handicapped, mentally handicapped, whatever, they were in charge of taking care of them financially. And so the custom was to make sure to not shame the older sister mm -hmm. and to not give financial burden for what the book calls spinsters, but yep. just basically people that don't get married because nobody wants them. Um yeah, you know, it's super depressing. The custom was that if you want to get married to this guy's daughters, you have to get married to the first one. Yep. But what's interesting is Laban promises him without making that known. They mm -hmm. promise it as if it is known that he won't get Leah. Yep. Well, the thing is that there's two deceptions going on by Laban yep. here. There's the... Uh, he switches layout in the middle of the night and he does not tell Jacob of this custom until after they're already married. Mm -hmm. um, regardless, Jacob's pretty peeved, but he's like, all right, let's, let's make another deal. I'll get Rachel if I work another seven years. And he's like, yeah, after this week. Sure. And so that then happens at yeah. that point though. J um, Jacob doesn't really love Leah despite him being married to her for seven years, he loves yeah. Rachel more. And that's kind of a thematic sticking point in this story. Yeah. Um, because God deals with both women in different ways because of this. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get into it, but I'm going to skip a little bit over the whole sons thing, even though it's a very important part of the story. Like um, the, their birthing of sons, and their which birthing one's of barren, and then they... Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we'll skip over it lightly, just because it uh, it is a very long segment. Yeah. And it goes over multiple different chapters in different segments. Yeah. Um, and a lot essentially, yeah, essentially, Leah bears him six sons in total herself, plus two from her servant. Rachel is a little peeved. She's barren. Um, she gives up her servant, who has two sons, much like Leah's servant, although it gives it first. Mm -hmm. More, This sort of seems that it's God matching and showing that, yes, God is seeing her and loving her. However... Rachel is seen again. She bears um, she bears Jacob two sons herself, Joseph and Benjamin. She dies at Benjamin, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. You're skipping over my favorite story where there's like, hey, there's some fruit by one son. And then Rachel's like, hey, give me some of those. And Leah's like, no. Yeah. And then Rachel's like, you can sleep. Mandrakes. With, yeah, you can sleep with Jacob uh, if you give them to me. Okay. Jacob comes back from work. Yeah. And, I bought you with mandrakes. And Leah's like, 
my Come son over here. Lays like <laughs> I bought you with my son's mandrakes. <laughs> mandrakes are also um, highly related to fertility. Are they? Yeah. See, I I thought they were the things from Harry Potter. <laughs> it was like those crab things in Skyrim. <laughs> Mud crabs. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, I just really wanted to mention that story because it's yeah. That's a good. That's an interesting. I don't even know if I remember reading that. Yeah, it's weird. So, isn't it? It's one of those. That's, that's it's another we're, trading of food for something. This is true. Yeah. Yes, it, it was. It's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> it was, that was the moment when I looked at you when we were when we were studying in uh, yeah. in Starbucks, and I went. Sometimes the Bible just. Has, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I know this. Well, I've read this. Well, no. What's funny about this is now Jacob's the one that's getting sold for. Like, mm. like this was his trick. Ah. This is what he was known for. He was oh. the one that traded food for something, and now his wife is trading food for him. That's he must have been so disappointed. He's like, wait a second. Well, it I've says seen literally that he was bought. Yeah, yeah that's what it says. Yeah. Wait um, a second, which I think is interesting. Before. I don't I know the cultural it. stuff behind it, but mm-hmm. surely there's something there. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but um, one connection I want to make, even though it might not actually be there, um, Jacob deceives his father by going into the dark and disguising himself as another person um Mm. to get what like to get that covenant that he wants um i don't know how much of a connection is but laban doing deceiving jacob in a similar way by Mm -hmm. disguising his daughter Mm -hmm. to go in to enact the covenant of marriage there um as a binding thing that like is there some form of not comeuppance, that's not the right word, but um, th- is there a parallel here, do you guys think? I didn't do much research into it. There's, it's more of a interesting idea. There's something um, in actually John Goldingay and Bruce Waltke, which are the main two people mm-hmm. that I've read for this episode. Um, both of them basically say, there's something there, but they don't really f- mm. nail it down. Uh, and maybe that's just because it's like, eh, funny it's pattern. Really loose. Well, yeah. I think what you're also seeing is from the from the pastoral sense is God's work is not impeded by their sin, mm. Mm. Um, and so in their in their messy family situations, in their that the the mess ups of their customs and the betrayals and mm-hmm. the deceptions of each other to get what they want for themselves rather than for their for the other, mm-hmm. right? They are. It's just one deception and sin and one up yep. on each other. Well, but God's plan through all of this mess is still occurring. Jacob's yep. still getting the blessing. Esau still isn't. Yep. Um, uh, he's still getting a wife from inside the family line. Yeah. Um, he's still going back to the land of promise. Mm-hmm. Like everything is still happening the way God said yep. it would. Jacob's being blessed, even Jacob. though he's kind of being deceived quite a and few times. And people are being blessed as a result of Jacob in yep. weird ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including, yeah. La- including <laughs> Laban. Like, including yeah. Laban. We're, we're yeah. gonna, but, there's a cool, interesting thing about that. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. deceptions, Jacob has to deceive kind of once again um, with Laban. He's kind of a bit peeved off at Laban, I'm imagining at this point. He's worked for him for 14 years, but he still continues to work for him. However, the wages have changed. It's not about his daughters. It's now about... Um, the herds. Yeah. He says he will work for him for six more years if he uh, gets some goats. Uh, however, uh, Laban's like, well, yeah, whatever. But Jacob's like, there won't be any fighting between us. 
because what I'm going to do is that if there's any spotless goats, you get to keep them all. If there's any uh, that are born in the pasture, you get the, all the spotless ones. If there's any with blemishes, then I get them. Now, during this time, they'd be bred for being spotless. So these would be the less desirable. The spotted ones would be the less desirable ones. Yeah. Um. So for Laban, this is like, heck yeah, that's a great idea. You're going to be doing your job just fine because you're a great shepherd kind of thing. Yeah. He's proven himself to increase the flock dramatically. Well, it's, um, it's interesting because not only has he proven that, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's this uh, in, tw- in 30, 27... Um, so Jacob's like, I want to leave. Laban's like, hold on. I, let me, let's figure yeah, something out. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, but Laban said to him, um, if I have found favor in your sight, I have learned by divination that the right. Lord has blessed me yeah. because of you, which is just anytime the word divination comes up is mm. interesting. It's just him using, I cut open some animals and I found out. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's different ways that divination was practiced in the ancient near East, but it's just basically trying to find out divine will by pseudo magic yeah by manipulating nature to some mm-hmm. degree well, but it's and also, reading it, it also is what uh what's it abimelech not abimelech yeah abimelech um i think is is the one where it's uh when isaac comes in right and then comes into where the philistines are um and then the whole wife thing happens. He sees Isaac and Rebecca laughing, and then he's like, <laughs> "You're doing yeah. the thing your dad did." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he tells everyone, "Hey, nobody hurt them." And then he goes and tells Isaac, "He's hey, you're God will bless me because He blesses you. I've told everyone not to hurt you. Don't. You're safe." Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because it's it's the continued pattern of you know, everyone else is blessed. When the people in Abraham's line is blessed, which is yeah. the whole thing back yep. going all the way back to Abraham, the whole world be blessed by yep. your descendants. Yep. And in this case, it's just monetary. Yes. Yep. And also it's God will bless him even in what he will follow him and bless him in the lands that he's not even going to, even exactly. though he's going to come back. It's yep. that promise made directly to him as well as being fulfilled. Well, and that's also seen further on in when the Israelites are in exile, um, the... He t- God tells them to flourish where they are, mm-hmm. um, and they do. Put down roots, build houses, yeah. get married, and they do end up making a mark in the places they go. So, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless, uh, he makes this deal for six years to separate the sheep, whatever, breed some of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Laban seems a little more uninvolved with a lot of this because uh, Jacob kind of secretly... Sets up by the watering trough some sticks. He yes. strips some sticks, sticks them into the watering trough, and then puts the sheep next to them so that when they mate, they're by these sticks. Yeah. Um, it's a weird detail. I don't really understand what it means. I didn't have much time to look into it. Did you look into it? Not. I've looked into it in the past. So it was a common... It was like... It's like the same as like a... Like a home medicine. Like it, yeah. it's not a real thing. Right. But it was common for shepherds in that area, even Bedouins up into the 500s, um, to put sticks painted mm. with the color that they wanted the sheep to be. Of, for the sheep to okay. be so that when they looked at it, they would and then mate, that, become yeah. that. And it was like this like hmm. home remedy kind of thing for like mating. And it's it doesn't... God uses it. In yeah. other words, it's whether it's right. home yeah. remedy, whether it's weird yeah. quasi 
divination, yep. weird magic I mean, I stuff. Think the only thing you can actually draw from it is that Jacob intentionally wanted to have more sheep than Laban. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. really the best part. And he methodically, systematically makes yeah. sure that he gets the strongest and Laban doesn't. There, yeah. there is a hint that God it doesn't say they told him to do this, but that God was behind mm-hmm. this specific thing. Later on, when he's about to leave, he says to um, he says to his wives that he saw the angel of the of God, not the angel of the Lord, angel of God, come to him. Um, I don't know if there's much of a distinction there, but I think there is. But okay, yeah. Well, regardless, um, because of all the change payments that Laban keeps doing him, ten times it says, mm-hmm. um, and ke- because he keeps tricking him, God said that he would give him all these goats and all of this wealth and stuff because of it, um, and that specifically he would get these things. Um, and so it does seem that, well, yes, it was God who gave him all of this this wealth, but it's not said that it was God who told him to do it this way. It does seem to be an, an aspect of jo- uh, Jacob sort of taking it into his own hands again um, yeah. and deceiving Laban back. That or God told him, but it doesn't say that God told him, so it Probably wasn't God telling him. He does, it, when he's explaining it to his wives, though, he says God told him. He says that, yeah. Okay. He doesn't say that God told him to do that, just that he would bless him with these I things. I see, I see. Okay. Um, regardless, he uh, specifically puts all the strong spotted sheep uh, with him, and then the, the weak ones stay over there and separates them and, and uh, breeds them in specific ways so that he gets all the sheep and Laban gets all the bad ones. Yeah, even though um, they're pure and clean, yeah. they're weak. Uh, Laban... Not super happy um, about this, but it's now gotten to the point where uh, Jacob is kind of a little afraid of Laban. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "Ooh, well, I've made myself into a pretty big nation. He's tried to leave a few times in the past, um, Laban. So he's like, I don't know. I, I'm going to leave. He asks his wives if he should leave. Um, they're just like, all the money's with you. I'm yeah. going to stay with you guys. Literally, My like, family doesn't like me anymore. Well, it could be yeah. related to the fact that he doesn't have an heir as well. Hmm? He does. Laban. Oh, Laban has sons. That's that's where he put all of his spotted sheep before. Specifically yes, so. says that. Yes. Jacob decides to leave. Angel tells him. Rachel and Leah specifically say they agree. Like you said, they're like, yeah, the money's there. But it seems to be more actually because... He says that God told them, like, yes, we want to be faithful to God. However, they don't just leave. Um, before they do, they tr- they sneak out um, and leave while Laban's still working. Um, and before they do, uh, Rachel specifically steals his household gods. Um, as in, like, little statues or something that mm-hmm. would be for local gods that he would worship himself. Yeah, the, that would be their family's gods. Yes. Yeah. Um, some form of probably ancestral worship. Likely, but we don't know. Something like that. Um, either way, not God. Uh, yeah. Bad, big bad. Um, they sneak out. They start fleeing to go back to uh, Canaan. Because they're like, well, we'll be better there. Um, they get to Gilead uh, before... Um, Which is the east side of the Jordan River. Yes. This yeah. is before they get to Canaan. Yeah. Um Uh, Laban learns after three days that they have left. And he's like, what the heck? Why'd they leave? And then gets a bunch of people to go and uh, chase after them. After seven days of running, they meet up. And uh, 
Laban is like, what the heck, dude? Why'd you run away? I was good. If you asked me, I was, I was sent you off with like trumpets and uh, tambourines. Lies. And well, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't know if I believe it either. At the same time, though, um, it does seem that I've seen a lot of people point to that God, that Jacob was not trusting that God would protect him in this moment because this he true. did sneak away. This is true. Um, but it's not like he just, uh, it's not like he had much reason to trust not, Laban. <laughs> yeah, to trust Laban. Yeah. Laban's like, all right. You leave, I have every right to kill you. I have every right to slaughter all of your people. But God came to me in a dream. He told me not to. But why'd you steal my gods, man? Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that wasn't cool. That's a dirty move, bro. <laughs> you know how much um, those are worth? <laughs> those are mine. Jacob kind of goes, I didn't steal your gods. Uh, I, you can go and check every single person and whoever did it, you can kill them. I won't stop you. <laughs> I, now... Flashback, Rachel stole the gods, his daughter. Um, but as Laban's checking, Leah's perfectly safe, and she's pretty happy because of it. Rachel, not very happy. Um, she gets onto her donkey, um, sits on a pack that has the gods in them, and uh, as her father comes, he's like, I'm sorry, my lord, I can't stand up. I'm on my period. Uh, leave me alone. And, and he's like, ooh. He's like, ah, okay, I'm not going to. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And he just walks away. Yeah. <laughs> It's I, like ew, icky girl stuff, and <laughs> runs away. Uh, Dad didn't need to know about his uh, daughter's problems. <laughs> well, it was yeah. probably it probably uh, assuming normal cultural stuff because yeah. it probably has to do with ceremonial cleanliness. cleanliness. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, probably. Um, yeah, that so, would be my guess. Although that where, is an assumption. Yeah. Where does he think his gods went then? Well, it's it doesn't say. Um, he's just like he just not here. Of, he's like, oh well, I guess I misjudged you a little bit. Let's make a covenant. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, like literally, it's let's like let's make a covenant. Let's just do, 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 let's make do, do, a covenant. Do, do. I'll stay on this side of Gilead. You stay on that side of Gilead. Um, if you come over here, I get to kill you. If I come over there, you get to kill me. Um, also, do not mistreat my daughters and don't marry anybody else. Um, basically, Fair. that's the entire agreement. GG. Um, they make the covenant. The covenant. The covenant. Um, and. Uh, they separate ways. He leaves the next day after a big meal um, and leaves. And that's the end of Laban and, J and Jacob's story. Um, interesting character. The rest what? of Abraham's lineage never comes back into the Bible, right? Um, of Abraham's lineage? Yeah, like other... Uh, I don't know if it does with well, Laban. Well, in the form of the nations. Yeah. Like, but not like, Moab, not like those... Yeah, yeah, because the Ammonites become like a huge thing, right? Well, yeah, because like the Edomites in Obed, like mm. yeah, God specifically refers to them as your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Ammonites. But like are... yeah, going that far back, like Terah, their relationship with Terah, it becomes Abraham down. I should say, I should say Terah's descendants, because like Abraham down, we know. Yeah, but that would be Terah down, and I don't think that I don't think. Yeah. They're mentioned. In well, the, the Edomites book. are specifically mentioned as don't kill them because they're your brothers kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, when the uh, Israelites, the Hebrews, come back to, uh, to Canaan. Yeah. Um, but, the, the, but that would but be, no, but that the, would be Jacob uh, and Esau's descendants. Yeah, Esau specifically, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that would be that stuff. I'm just thinking yeah. about yeah. Terah. But the uh, Adamites, Adamites? Amorites. The Amorites would be from Iran. 
And okay. I'm pretty sure. And Whether or not that they're those people I group. I think they're I th- under the ban. I think the Amorites and the Moabites are specifically from Lot's kids born out of the incestuous marriage. That's right. That's right. And that's why there's such an aversion Moabites, to them. Yes. yes. Um, At least that's, that's the yeah. biblical presentation of why those people are. Yes. Um, um, against. Interesting connection. But yes. Uh, despite that, now that um, Jacob has left uh, Laban, he's like, all right, well, we have one more problem. I've been gone from home for so long that my brother has inherited whatever and done whatever. He's going to come and tr- probably not like me. Let's see. Sends out some messengers. Uh, the messengers come back and they're like, hey, good news. Your brother is ready to meet you. He's bringing 400 dudes to come and meet you right now. Oh, boy. Jacob freaks out because why would you bring 400 men to meet someone if not to kill them? Um, at least during this time. So, Jacob gets very, very worried and splits off his groups into two people. The first one he'll send forward, and he's like, well, if they all die, then at least we can get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sends them off, and Jacob is left kind of alone uh, by himself after sending the first ones out, and the second ones are about to go. Um, and this is where he wrestles with God. It should be noted mm-hmm. that they are again in Bethel, um, the place where he left. And... Here, a man comes up to, uh, uh, a man approaches Jacob and wrestles with him in his tent. Um, What's it say in his tent? I've always pictured it outside for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it says that they're alone. In his tent. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the man wrestles with him all night. Actually Mm. wrestles him. Um, Specifically, uh, it's interesting here because that all night, this He's old at this point. I think he's about 130 at this point. Um, he tries to get Jacob to give up. He's like, come on, man, give up. It's almost daybreak. Yeah, We need to stop. Jacob refuses to do so until the man blesses him. Now, Jacob doesn't actually know who this guy is. He just seems to be a guy who's like, I challenge you, and Jacob accepts. <laughs> um, at least that's how the do a it duel. presents it. <laughs> well, wrestling match. Um, Impromptu wrestling match in your own home. Yeah, And Jacob doesn't seem to be winning more that they're locked completely in stalemate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the man touches Jacob's hip and it wrenches it out of place. Now, this is probably the most painful place to get your, uh, to get a joint disconnected. Um, it's your hip bone from your, from your, uh, your hip, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and, uh, but it seems to be as written, uh, sort of an act of mercy, but also, it is a way for him to end the the wrestling. Um, the man reveals himself as the angel of the Lord, and he blesses Jacob with the name Israel. Um, Jacob's name completely changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israel means to wrestle or contend with God. Uh, it's a bit of a thematic interesting name because later on, Israel wrestles and contends with God quite a bit in bad ways. But I don't think that's what the text is trying to say here. It, I don't think it's trying to say, look at how how much uh, his people mess with, with God. It's more this, um, mm-hmm. he has stood up and seen God and wrestled with him and success. Well, and- isn't it the, he names him, but then he also says, uh, for you have wrestled with God and men. Yes. Right? And the ambiguity of his original 
um, the person who's he's wrestling with first is just a man, then it turns mm-hmm. out to be the angel of the Lord, and then it also so that little like yep. let's say scenario is then how they view is then maybe how you're supposed to view Jacob's whole life. Yes, is his wrestling yeah. with men, but he's wrestling with okay. God, and they're maybe mm-hmm. one in the same. Yeah. At like those are people. And because he's been deceiving, he's been yep. always trying to to get around to make things happen. He's just been wrestling with people and God and yep. running away and doing doing it his own way. And it's hard. This is partly why I've been bringing up a lot of uh, the deceptions of Jacob. Mm. Um, that he is taking into, much like how Abraham did when at first, he took things into his own hand when he lied to Pharaoh, when he uh, came, to, when he saved Lot, when he did all these things. Um that he took things into his own hands. Mm-hmm. Although Jacob's is slightly different because it's not that he's rejecting or not trusting God, but more so that he's wrestling the nature within himself mm-hmm. to whether or not he should be obedient or not. Um, sure. At least Did... that's the impression I got from research. Okay. Uh, different things say different things. Uh, different sources say different things on it. Um, have you guys come across a polemic in this story? I did not there's, specifically. There's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple oxymorons, specifically at the the wrestling match. But what's one that you've come across? No, 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 with the whole wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So it is not uncommon. There is in the Hittite um, ritual texts, there is a story about a goddess Kebet and the king, in which the goddess is detained, and there is just there is a discussion on whom will prevail over whom, leading to the request of the king to be blessed by the goddess. Hmm. Um. And, but what's interesting is the focus on that story is who has power over who, but the focus that is always presented by scholars is it's not about power, it's about supremacy. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And so in this story, God comes to Jacob. Yep. God is the one that blesses him on his own, for his own sake, and not because he was defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and But it, what's really interesting is that they're closer to the Hittite place than ever Hittites were the ones that formulated the, the, the covenants that we do see in that biblical text, that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's already, it's also the, the two first wives of his brother Esau. Yes, exactly. The Hittites there, there's a huge Hittite presence. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that a, something so fundamental to Hittite religion, um, is, I mean, and we're in the book of Genesis. We've discussed this over and over again, yep. God taking the stories of, other places. Yeah, even yeah. the idea earlier with the the ziggurat. Yeah. Um, in the same place. <laughs> with uh, the same guy. The same. <laughs> it seemed not as yeah. that's not as polemic because it's not referencing a specific story, but it's taking these ideas of culture and yeah. making them readily yes. available to the people who are reading yeah. them so that they understand a new idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a polemic on how God relates with people, his yes. people. It's not on yeah. it's not on ziggurats that they build. Yep. But one that he chooses. God comes yeah. to and him. Yeah. Opposite. Yeah. And like it's you not said. about power stuff. It's yeah. about, and it's, or, or it's even about, supremacy. It's about yeah. God actually having, arguably, a relationship. Yeah. One that, that actually. One that he initiates. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. like Caleb said, not, almost yeah. like probably uh, directly, directly is an opposite of the Tower of Babel. Mm. Yeah. Um, or at least the idea of it. Yeah. Um, there's 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 interesting parallels that end in opposite. Sometimes yep. it's the same, yep. but it's clearly there's hmm, monkey sees pattern. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think if you're looking at Genesis from the mind of Moses, you see Sinai as a true to life. God made a ziggurat. Yeah. 
You gonna write a book called that? God made a cigarette. No. <laughs> Genesis from the mind of Moses. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And just tying everything into how in the world did Moses know about this? Yeah. Um, well, how would Moses did all the wisdom of the Egyptians? Yeah. Well, I mean, that would yeah. be the the main uh, premise, right? Is mm. yeah. for, after four hundred years, how do these ideas resurface? Yeah. Is yeah. it oral tradition? Are there people in Exodus that are yeah. regurgitating these stories that are, you know, because um. Moses would have been brought up by his, his biological mother, mother yep. almost by accident, but by God's providence. Until he was yeah, 12. Seems... Until he was 12. Until he was 12. Then, yeah. But that would be the essential time to be taught and learn the ways of your original culture, right? Yeah. Like by the time you're 12, from... you kind of already know fairy tales, right? Like uh, you're... Today, but back then, that in it the culture it would have been more important. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not saying that... You learn fairy tales when you're young, and then they don't matter. It's you learned quote unquote fairy tales, mythological stories, all that stuff for a l- long period of time, and it was taken mm-hmm. far more seriously. Especially, so I don't think it's it's like your understanding of fairy tales ends in your younger period. No, I'm saying it happens at least by then. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 And also, even these stories may come from his wife's family, which we can get into. Yeah. Midianites. We can we can mm-hmm. get into that because Jethro would have had yeah. the, interesting the ties. Yeah. Sorry, that or we railroaded either way. Way off, of course. The one thing I want to conclude, at least with this story of uh, him wrestling with God, is that Jacob says that I have contended with God and seen Him face to face and yeah. lived. What a merciful God kind of idea. Um, and he rededicates uh, Bethel. He renames the place, and he, he renames it again to <laughs> El Bethel. Yeah, not not House God God, but yeah. God of the House of God. Yeah. Um, also, Peniel. Peniel. Yeah. Just where are they? Oh yeah, also we're gonna have to rush. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. We are. We are. This is chunky. Yeah. And we we need to get through it. But <laughs> I'm sorry, um, guys. I mean, if we need to get through all the content, we can stretch it out. Yeah, we are gonna we are gonna talk about the last bit, and then I'll very briefly mention th- things where Jacob is mentioned, but it's less about him. Um, yeah. But the last important thing, second last important thing, uh, with Jacob as the main focus, is his reconciliation with Esau. Yeah. So, again, he was going right. This wrestling with God story happens right around this point, and he kind of Jacob kind of changes a bit after this point. Um, again, this wrestling with God, and then having been blessed by Him, mm-hmm. the uh, Jacob separate, separates his family. Uh, as Esau's approaching, the servant comes to him. It's like, hey, uh, they're like right over the hill. Um, what are you going to do? He separates his family into his servants first, Leah and her children second, and then Rachel and Joseph third. But then Jacob goes ahead. Um, yeah. This is, again, for if they're about to be slaughtered by Esau, the ones in the back who are more important to him can run away. Again, Leah is not as important to him as Rachel, interestingly. Um especially since his firstborn would be with Leah. Um, but Joseph is kept in the back specifically. Yeah. Um, this comes to a head with Joseph's story and how they're all super jealous that Jacob loves him the most, but whatever. Yep. Um, Guys, this is so exactly the hero's journey. <laughs> it's almost like... It's, it's, it's almost like God knows what he's doing. Popular myths. Yeah. We've talked about he myths. He returns the... home with the power he's received from being in the darkest of dark places, wrestling with God himself. 
and reconciles with his previous enemies. And he like, and he has a physical marker, the limp. Yeah. Yeah. He he actually goes through apotheosis. Like <laughs> he meets with God specifically and becomes like part of him, one who has wrestled with oh, God. Geez. It's so on the nose. Well, I, yeah. Um I've almost I've toyed with the idea of reading how how much of this parallels. No, I don't this Joseph this Campbell might be stuff? more this might be dangerous what I'm about to say. I don't know. Mm. Okay, thought in real time. This is not what you necessarily believe, but you're thinking. I about believe right. this 100. percent Let's yeah. hear it. Is there parallels between the Christian concept of in sin, all that kind of stuff, whatever um, God has chosen them to be saved? However, they go through, they receive blessings, they go through struggle, they go through turmoil, mm-hmm. they've overcome sin, they all of that sort of stuff. How much of that has ties to Jacob's count specifically? I I, well, I mean, this is where Paul gets election from. I know. And so I need to, I don't Guys, know, it's, it's just Jacob, form theology. Jacob, to, be, <laughs> to be fair, though, Jacob is not mentioned very much in the New Testament. I think he's mentioned four or five times. Yeah, all Besides, in regards to... Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's interesting. I'm just saying it would be interesting Jacob to draw some connections, and now I'm wasting your time, and you need to rush through stuff. No, it's great. It's interesting. We'll talk about it, especially when we talk about election at some point in the future when we do that. But... Um, I'm absolutely going to make the hero's journey about Joseph. Anyways, well, uh, continue. <laughs> Jacob is freaking out. He's like, all right, brother, do you hate me? Uh, kind of thing. And Esau comes up to Jacob and gives him a big hug and a mm-hmm. kiss. Aw. Brotherly a kiss. A brotherly kiss. A second romantic kiss. I was. That's exactly <laughs> word for word what I was going to say. <laughs> what? No, that's no good. <laughs> the second romantic kiss in the Bible. Oh, guys, uh, that sucks. I think it's more than the second, but yes. Um, Sorry, Joel, for any- stealing your joke. It's fine. Anyway, it's all right. All that aside, <laughs> um, Esau's like, "My brother, it's been so long. How are you doing?" And Jacob's like, "Hi, bud. Uh, yeah, it's been a while." <laughs> Esau says, "Why have you given me all the? Where did all these people come from? Why do they keep telling me they're giving me gifts?" He's like, "Well, they're, they're for you. You know, I just want to bless you." He's like, "No, no, I don't need it." And Jacob's like, "No, no, no please take it, please." Um, so Esau accepts. Uh, Jacob, then Esau's like, all right, come back with me and my men. Uh, we'll go back and we'll go back to our father who's still alive, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't say that, but he is still alive. I'd Uh, hope so. If they're going back, which is why he hasn't killed him yet. (laughs) It's a, well, that is a big point because Jacob is still terrified. Mm. Um, he's like, this is a trap. I don't know what's going on. Um, Jacob says, all right, you go ahead. And we'll follow behind. He's like, oh, at least let me leave some men. No, no, no. You go go ahead. And then I'll just, you know, I'm a limp. I'm old. I got to go with my flocks or they'll all die. We'll come after you. Yeah. And Esau agrees. Jacob then goes uh, to a place called Succoth. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Succoth. Succoth. Um, near Shechem. Uh, and leaves his flock and part, much of his house there and sets up mm-hmm. a camp. Um, it seems that a lot of this is to be done so that if Esau tries to attack, now he's got a kind of a base rather than yeah. being trapped in the mountains um, hmm. or by the river. Um, he does not trust Esau. Um, For good reason. At least that's how it seemed in my research. Yeah. Did anybody come across anything different? No. Nope. Yeah, Jacob is still terrified, um, but Esau is genuine. He does welcome him as a brother, and from this point on, he's just loving. Um Right after this is a 
recollection of his line of what comes yep. after and then the Edomites and where they come yep. from. Um, so it seems that this is a conclusion of that part of the story. Um, at this point, there is a few key events that happen, but I'm going to kind of gently skip over them, um, although I will talk about them lightly, and then conclude with, how, um, with Jacob's death because it kind of closes out large parts of the Bible, or of, the, of Genesis, not the Bible. Um, Bible ends at Jacob's death. However, if, uh, if only. No. You know, it would still be a great book. It would be a good book. Wouldn't have as much to do with me, but it would be a good book. <laughs> Less Jesus, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, after they settle in uh, near Shechem, Shechem himself, the man whom the city is named after, mm. uh, finds Jacob's daughter and uh, rapes her uh, because he loves her. Um. Because he loves her. Yeah, that's that's the eh? phrase that is here. Actually, what what it says. It says it multiple times. Uh, It's horrible. Um, Oh yeah, but uh, I mean, he gets what's coming to him. Yeah, Jacob doesn't do anything until his sons come back. But his sons are specifically Simon and Levi. Yes. Furious. Is it Simon and Levi or Simon Reuben? Simon and Levi. Levi. Is is Shechem the the name of the town and the name of the the son? Because he's the son of Hamor. Shechem's son of Hamor. And Hamor is the He's head super of the wealthy man. Yeah, is the, is the head of the town, yeah. and the town is his son's name. Yeah, the, I don't know if it's named after him or if they just coincidentally have the same name. Or more likely, history gets back written into what the city is. Yeah. Regardless, um, the sons are very mad. They they're like uh, Hamor himself, the chief of the city, comes and is like, "Sorry, this happened, but he just really loves her." Would you let him marry her? Oh my God. And the sons are like, yeah, sure, bud. Uh, however, we only um, are allowed to marry into people who have been circumcised. So all of you have to circumcise yourselves, and then we'll give her to you. And so they, uh, Shechem's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And so all of the men in the city get circumcised. Uh, they're in pain because, you know, adults getting circumcised, not very fun. I don't so think they, babies um, getting... they take a few days off. They take a few days off. On the third day, they're still in pain, and... Uh, Levi and Simeon uh, slaughter all the men and take all of their belongings. Uh, out that of sounds like revenge. a get-rich-quick scheme. Just <laughs> illegit city. <laughs> I don't even feel like I can say anything about this story. It's I mean, pretty horrible. It's a, well, it's Jacob a story of also, brothers standing up for their sister. Yeah, Jacob also is. doesn't really. Well, he gets he gets upset. he gets angry, but he also like kind of his he does it, not condemn them. Yeah, but also he doesn't openly say anything or like do much beforehand. He, nope. he doesn't really, he doesn't Although, react in a lovingly fatherly way. No. Well, he he's much in like how he dealt with Esau. He's very political about it. He sees he's like when his sons return, they're like, "Look at dad, we did all this. Look at all this stuff we got." That's he's right. Like, That's right. Why would you do that? All of the Canaanites and Perizzites, who are the people specifically named. They're going to hate us, and if they try to attack us, we're super weak right now. We don't have any cities. We don't have any defenses. They could just slaughter us all. And he's yeah. like, well, what would you have us do? Like, should they we just let him do they that? They yeah. your daughter, their sister. Like, and that's how yeah. the, the entire chapter ends. Should we have let him do this? And that's Which it. also furthers the, rela- the, 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 the resentment they would have for Joseph because he loves that him, and yeah. Jacob loves Joseph and not them, and... They did this thing. They get reprimanded for standing up to their for their sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, why'd you do that?" This yeah. is also the first of many instances in the Bible where rape is bad. 
because there's a lot of people who oh, I say a lot. There's a good amount of people who are like in all of the Old Testament and New Testament, rape is not one of those things that's explicitly mentioned as being bad. It's like, well, that's sort of true. However, the implicit parts of many parts of the Bible, this is one of those things where, yeah, no, this is a bad thing. What they did to to Dina mm -hmm. is a horrible, horrible thing. And it's, them getting recompense is justified, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like where people make, it's normally tied in with the whole like, <sighs> slavery is not denounced in the Bible. Yeah. Racism isn't denounced yeah. in the Bible. Exactly. Rape isn't denounced in the Bible. And yet it Well, it's because is. it's culturally accepted as being a horrible thing. It's already at this point, it's a horrible thing. Each one of those like things deserves, let's say, an apologetic podcast on, but let's just keep yeah. sailing. However, after this, there, no, we're good. After this, there is a reinstitution uh, of the Abrahamic covenant to Jacob. The entire covenant is given back to Jacob in much the way that it was yeah. given to Isaac and much the way it was given to Abraham. Um, reaffirming to Jacob, I am your God, you serve me. All of your like people, and I will bless all the nations through you. This mm -hmm. again, reiteration, which seems to come to a head in uh, throughout the Bible, but specifically through Joseph, which we'll get to eventually. Um, Rachel dies um, in childbirth with Benjamin, mm -hmm. um, who is the last of his sons. Uh, yeah, and also kind of his favorite, sorta. Now that Joseph, Joseph is, yeah, Joseph is his favorite, and then. Not as much. Uh, Joseph kind of is the continuation of the story from this point on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, although Jacob is very heavily tied with Joseph's story. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to talk too much because we'll talk mm -hmm. about it a lot next week when we have one more time and two when we're actually talking about the guy it's about. Yeah. However, it should be mentioned that um, Jacob, when he goes to Egypt at the uh, near the end of Genesis, he goes to Egypt during the famine and is about to die, he blesses each of his sons, each giving them a specific yeah. individual blessing, which is very different from what he got from his father, but it's di it's different here. It's not a re-continuation of the covenant, but saying, hey, Judah, you're going to rule over all your other brothers. That Reuben and Levi and Simeon guy, they're I know they're older than you, but like, who cares about them? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, each of them, like, I think Rubens said, like, you're, you're going to die out and no one's going to care about you kind of thing. Some of them are very strange. Yeah. But um, he does give very specific blessings to each of his sons. I wish we could talk about it. We could have a whole podcast on each of them. But we're, we can't. And he does, but after this, he does die in Egypt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It should be noted that his bones are brought back um, to Canaan yeah. uh, during the time of Moses. With Joseph's bones. With Joseph's yeah. bones. Um, and then yeah. buried uh, in the house of their father. Mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't die a sad old man because Joseph is gone away forever. He does meet Joseph yes. again, mm -hmm. yeah. which is a good. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows him his sons. And mm -hmm. it's a great Joseph's story. So happy near the end. Well, yeah. The whole yeah. like him and Benjamin being yeah. cut up. And he's like, hey, I'm going to kidnap you from all your brothers. Mm -hmm. It's a little prank. <laughs> and then his brothers yeah. come back and he's like, I have to leave. It goes to a different room, balls his eyes out, comes back and goes, hey, did you steal some <laughs> <laughs> a cup of the grain? That's yeah. the wrong order of events. But yeah, yeah. you steal Whatever. all these mugs from me. <laughs> yeah. My prized mug collection. Um, Colton, that yes. was good. Before we wrap up, um, Jonah. Uh, Jonah. Jacob. Jonah. Jacob is a very interesting individual in the legacy of uh, mm -hmm. 
the legacy of Abraham and this idea of, of Israel as a whole. Mm-hmm. Jacob is not Jacob anymore. He is Israel. Israel, the nation, Israel, the people, mm-hmm. are descended from this man specifically. He is the culmination of a large part of the uh, Abrahamic covenant, although it's fulfilled through his sons and then his descendants from that point on. But um, what well, appears to be a turning point in, like, you have, God mentions it in Exodus, where it's like, in Israel, they are made a nation of many people, right? But it yeah. appears to be Jacob is that turning point mm, from yes. family to nationhood. Yeah. Mm. And we talked a lot about themes um, and ideas of themes throughout it. A lot of it's very heavily linked with the story. So going through it, there's parts that are um, like the Abraham, the covenant, this idea of wrestling with God and betrayal and uh, reinstitution and stuff like that is, and God being over everything can be somewhat seen throughout the story. Uh, we did slightly skip over uh, how God deals with barrenness, that he is the God of life, again, in this yeah. story. And that's in all three. It yeah, is in all three. All three patriarchs. Very specifically. Um, yeah. Rachel is barren. And a reoccurring theme just throughout the Old Testament. Yep. yep. But specifically with all three patriarchs, what's significant about that, this comes up in a book that we're going to cover in a later episode, Resurrection, Death, and Death. Um, but that God, the one thing he brings up is that God literally creates this nation out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Because Abraham and Sarah shouldn't have had kids. Yep. So none of this, the whole Israelite nation would have never existed. Mm-hmm. And God brings life where there is death. Yep. Isaac is Resurrects the same. Resurrects the family tree. Yeah, Isaac and Rebecca are the same. It's the same continuation. Mm-hmm. And then specifically, yeah, he has, uh, Jacob has other sons, but um, Joseph is the one who saves them during the famine. And, is, mm-hmm. and yep. through his, how he does it, that's how all of the history starts. Um, which we'll get into, but uh, and introduction to Egypt. Yes, um, there is one other fun thing I want to talk about with Jacob, and that's how he's kind of interpreted in uh, other, like in the New Testament. We talked a little bit about election mm-hmm. um, and how because Jacob was loved, Esau and Esau was hated. Sort of a, an allusion to how God chose him uh, for creation much like roman says mm-hmm. and the vessel of destruction that is esau um that god chooses who he wants to su- succeed it's not by birthright it's not by them earning it that kind of thing well and it's it's i don't know if it's necessarily succeed now we're getting beyond the bounds of yep. genesis but at least my understanding has more to do with it is god chose jacob to be his covenantal person yes of how the covenant's going to be brought mm-hmm. about and that comes with blessings and whatnot yes um it's but it's more specifically about the you're the covenantal people Mm -hmm. yeah and it's one of the legacies of the idea of jacob um the idea of like well the nation is his legacy specifically but this is the more thematic um Mm -hmm. legacy that's in the new testament specifically although there's quite a few other things like thematically that you can find um the other last legacy item that i want to touch on is more fun than it is serious (laughs) Uh, how much do you guys know about the Nation of Islam? Um, eh, I did like a project on it in college, but that was a while ago. Yeah, Nation of Islam is a uh, sect. Um, it's a political movement and pseudo okay. cult, sorta. Well, this is not what I did a project on, but no, this I, I do I, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Nation of Islam, uh, people like uh, 
oh, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm X, I'm pretty sure, was the yep. Nation of Islam. Um, uh, Louis Farrakhan is Nation of Islam. Really? I think so. Or that or Black Hebrew Israel, Israelite. Um, They're the wildest group. They are the wildest group. They have a very interesting interpretation of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, Yakub is what they say because Yakov is the Hebrew. Yakov. Yep. Um, but Yakub in Nation of Islam is a bad character. He's not the good character that he's portrayed as in um, in the Old Testament, but this idea of he is the deceiver. They focus on this deceiver idea yeah. um, that he learned uh, through alchemy. He learned how to separate, uh, like, uh, what is it, germs and stuff within people. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's appropriate. That's appropriate. Uh, you, appropriate you just reaction. wanted to talk about eugenics. That's how you you wanted what? to go no. immediately eugenics. I'm looking at the notes. I just here, wanted something fun. And I see at the end. <laughs> that's not fun, Colton. What are you talking about? Um, oh my goodness. The the idea is that uh, through selective breeding over 600 years. Uh, that's how he did the sheep. Yes. No. Actually, that that's what, what they make is oh. that he figured out how to genetically breed people. I think that's the connection on the sheep with the sticks. I think. Yeah. That, yes. I oh think that's goodness. the connection. This is so... Although this is through specifically through the laws of regression and uh, a convergence and re- re- I yeah. can't remember, but the alchemical idea um, yeah. that he learned how to separate the <laughs> the brown and black tumors in people. Um, oh, Hate this so this is dumb. Humors. Why are you bringing this up? It's fun. <laughs> is can, it? We can cut this whole section out, or we can laugh about it. But um, I don't want to laugh. Well, I'm scared. <laughs> essentially, they believe that he did this um, to create the people who would rule over the um, spotted and darker people. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the idea here, though, is that Jacob's name should not really be taken in this direction. It's, really? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> this this idea is well, one super racist, and two is not unfoundable in any part of the Bible, part of Islam even. Like yeah, nation it, of Islam actually doesn't have really much. Yeah, it's made up completely. Like made up yeah. in what the the, the it's revisionist 40s? history, something yeah. like that. Um, well, what's interesting about this Colton yeah. is that thirties. Sorry, he has the patriarchs even outside of the Bible. Yep. have such people know about them mm-hmm. like even people that didn't go to church know about abraham isaac and jacob yep they're just known in in different cultures around that area in different ways in different stories video games movies mm-hmm. they appear um they're 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 core almost to just human history Mm-hmm. Specifically with the three Abrahamic religions, but yes. then, but we- just Western culture. Yeah. Western culture is huge, and Middle Eastern yes. too. Yeah. Um, That's cool, but he's not the inventor of white people. <laughs> no, Jacob is not the inventor <laughs> right? of white people. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: you can say that, you can say that about Solomon, you can say that about Jesus, even, but that doesn't matter if it's not true. No, no, no. no. What I mean it does is, is a lot of people, regardless, it, but a lot of people don't believe people it. Betray him. They they have such a presence in the mind of history mm-hmm. that. They're being used as types and ideas for their yeah. own mm-hmm. machinations. This was to bring up just more of the. Okay, I guess my idea of fun's a little different from your guys's. <laughs> no, idea like I, no. I think it's interesting. I, yeah. I honestly do. I just, it's a topic I did not expect to approach in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> so. it, it was only because of this 
weird connection yeah. um, with Nation of Islam to Jacob that I thought was worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, although it should be dismissed pretty much out of hand. Yeah. And because, well, one, eugenics bad, and well, two, it's not part of the well, Bible. And their constant reference to him as deceiver, that's not like ref- people often talk about how evil and manipulative of a man Jacob was. Yep. When the story is not about how manipulative he was, yes, he was deceptive, but how faithful God is, like with Abraham and Isaac, mm-hmm. carrying the covenant promise through the people he chooses, regardless of the sinful state that they're in. Yep. I love it. And, we are longer yeah. than we should be. Yes. And so with Josh's summary there, yes. Um, I'm going to toss it over to Joel, who's going who's gonna to end it here. But yeah. Yeah. Well, what else are we doing? We we do some we do some like polls on Instagram sometimes. Yeah, so um one of the things that we are going to be doing more often um is polls on Instagram and on YouTube. So the more we get into all of these different topics, all these we even said mm-hmm. during this podcast, oh wow, we need to have a uh, podcast episode on each one of these things. Like, oh my goodness, we could mm-hmm. separate these in all of their own categories. Well, you can be part of making that decision. So yeah. as we put out uh, topics or suggestions or even if you email us suggestions for uh, podcast mm-hmm. ideas you know we're going to run out of topics at some point so we'd <laughs> love to hear you yeah um you know have some input on that yeah and more importantly we want to hear what people want to listen about yeah that's the other thing um well so- and to this point we've talked about we're going to put the poll out mm-hmm. and then at the end of april the last episode in april mm-hmm. is going to be we're going to do the episode that we vote that the people vote on the poll have we talked about this? Yeah, we've talked about this. Okay. I think this might have just been the general meeting of Josh. <laughs> no, Josh, we talked Josh, about the, like the other... ecumenical council of just Josh. <laughs> no, because I asked you how Very easy reformed. is it to put out a poll where yeah. we give them two topic mm-hmm. options. Okay. And then when they whichever one they vote for, because then it gets them involved in yeah. the topics we create. Okay, the poll's not the issue. It's the making yeah. sure it's out by the end of April. But yeah. We're gonna talk. We're gonna have another second ecumenical council with all the saints. Mm-hmm. Third. Yeah. Third. Did you have another one that we didn't know about? <laughs> this was the second. The first one was the original conversation. This oh. is the second. We need to have a third. I feel like I'm the Oriental Church, and I wasn't invited. Maybe. You're not invited. Okay, let's. Uh, can you- <laughs> he was my ride here. That's the only reason he's here. Let's, let's just let's just end let, it. Let's Thanks end for it. listening, no, don't guys. Don't no, 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 he's got to no, actually talk no, about check social it media. Oh. Check us out at uh, secretesaints.com. We've got a DM message there. Uh, just uh, that's how you get in contact with us. Uh, secondratesaints at, gmail, at gmail.com. That's how you email us. Um, secondratesaints on Instagram. That's how you Instagram us. Um, we're on Twitter with no posts. And uh, we'll see you there. Thank you, Joel. Caleb, just end it. Mm-hmm.